Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will begin a new message, which is titled Progress Report. In this episode, Pastor Chuck continues with his Bear Fruit series, and particularly the Renewed Mind Focus, but allows us the opportunity to gauge our progress so far. Pastor Chuck will use Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 for today's episode. So if you have your Bible, please turn to Romans chapter 12 right now, and we'll join in with Pastor Chuck. And so we've been in this series for the entire year, looking at what it means to go forth and bear much fruit, as the Lord has commissioned us for the year of 21. And we've been in this sub-series. We started out in the series, um, Bear Fruit in Keeping with Repentance, that came out of Matthew chapter 3. Then we went into Bearing Fruit in Keeping with Righteousness. Then we looked at Bearing Fruit and Being a Minister of Reconciliation. And then we've been here in this another sub-series of the overall series, What It Means to Bear Fruit in Keeping with a Renewed Mind. And we started off in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And then we went into a few different areas in the Holy Writ uh, to help us to understand more deeply and and become more closely connected to what it means to bear fruit with having a renewed mind. So we're preparing to close out this sub-series, and it's going to be a two-part close starting today. And we're going to go back to Romans chapter 12. This two-part close is going to be in Romans chapter 12, unless the Lord surprises or impresses upon me something else. But we're going to be in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 again on today to close this out. And we want to do something a little bit different with this. We wanted to kind of do like a progress report. Our children are going back to school and it's the last quarter of school. And, you know, at any quarter, there's there's uh, progress reports. And even inside the quarter, there's uh, there's interim reports that you have. And so what we want to do is we want to kind of dial in today and take this or take on the mindset and the perspective of looking at this from a progress report. How have we been doing with bearing fruit? in keeping with a renewed mind? How have we been doing with just being disciples who bear fruit in general? And so I want us today to do a progress report by way of the great teacher himself, the Holy Spirit, to lead and guide us. When we ask the Holy Spirit to do a self-examination, he will reveal things to us that are not like him and that honestly do not look good. And by us taking this step in this moment in this way, I do not want the spirit of condemnation or guilt to consume you. If guilt does consume you, I want it to be a healthy way that leads you to the throne of grace, that causes you to go to his throne of grace, to receive mercy and find grace to help you in your time of need. But the Bible says there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So I don't want you to take on a negative uh, a view of this. I want you to look at this to say, my God wants to help me, not hurt me. Uh, Family, I remember uh, in my undergraduate days, not very long ago, um, I was at the time I was actually considering being an accounting major. Um, And as soon as I got through a series of accounting courses, I realized that I did not want to do accounting. Although, you know, if you get into accounting, they say you always have a job. It's kind of recession proof or whatever they say the case may be. At least that's what they said to me. My professor did many years ago. But I remember I started out in uh, what was the on ramp into getting into accounting was called principles of accounting. And there were two parts of it. And I took it in the summer. 
I never forget my professor. His name was Dr. Raj Iyengar. Raj Iyengar. And this man was as interesting and uh, <laughs> he was as wild as they come as professors. Uh, but the man knew his stuff and he didn't play with you. Uh, when you got in this classroom, he clearly told you what it would take in order to achieve a good grade in his class. One of those things he said was, you need to be here every day. You need to show up. Another thing he said is, you gotta do the work. There are no shortcuts. Third thing he said is, I will be around to help you if you need help, but you gotta ask for it. Uh, the fourth thing he said is, um, see uh, one, two, and three again. So with that being said, um, I want to bring you into my story of walking through principles of accounting one and two. And in principles one, I did exactly what he said. I did very good. I left out of that class with an A. And one week later, there's a little mini break. And then one week later, you're back in principles of accounting two. And started off in that class. And again, I felt confident. I felt like I had learned the, the formulas and, and the strategies and the processes. I learned his teaching style. I know how he went about it. And I'll never forget the very first uh, quiz or exam. He, also, he, he didn't give us quizzes. He gave us five exams. And I'll never forget on that first exam, I failed it and failed it miserably. Uh, I think I got a 42 uh, on the exam, if I remember correctly. The second exam I took, I got a 57. And I'll never forget, he wrote on my exam, Mr. Reed. The grades of principle one do not carry over into the grades of principle two. You must do the work. Now here I am, I'm thinking I'm really doing the work. I'm pressing my way. I don't even understand what I'm doing wrong. I'm showing up for class every day. I'm paying attention. And this class was Monday through Friday. Now I'm working a full-time job. I'm a full-time husband, full-time dad. Uh, so I got, and I'm in school full time. This is during the summer, so I took a full time load. And so here I am, I'm working hard, and I'm not making it great. The next grade that I got in class was a 70. The next exam I took was a 70. And he looked at me, I'll never forget, he would always look at me and he would just shake his head. And he gave me that look this time like, you ain't gonna pass this class. The next exam I took was uh, I think I got a low 80, somewhere in there. So I was getting better. You can see the progress. I was getting better. The final exam comes, and he wrote out on the board for some of you, and he looked at me, for some of you, you're going to have to score 94 or better in order to pass this class. Now, by this time, I have averaged my scores, and I'm, sitting, I'm still sitting at a D. I need this 94 or better. And the whole while, ever since that 42 I got in that first exam, I began to work, I began to work, I began to work. I'm having study sessions. I'm going to his office. I'm staying after class. I'm doing whatever I need to do because I can't fail this class. I can't do it. I got to move on. I had come back to school after my first stint of messing up. I didn't want to come back the second time, 10 years later, going back to school and messing up again. I just couldn't do it. I had to work. I was trying to advance in my job. We had bills to pay. We had kids we had to feed. Wanted to make sure we did all that. So with that being said, family, I worked. I did the work. And by God's grace, I ended up, I don't even know what the final score was on my exam. All I know is I got that 94 
and I ended up getting that class, getting out of that class a C. Now, why is this important? Why am I telling you all this? Because the same thing that I had to do in the natural in order to achieve the goal, I also had to do and I still have to do in the spirit. To achieve the goal of getting my degree at North Carolina Central University, Eagle Pride, Amplified. So in order to get that degree, I had to do the work. In order to achieve the goal, which should be all of our goals, is godliness or holiness, you gotta do the work. From the book we've been looking at, Spiritual, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, the whole theme of the book is out of 1 Timothy verse 4, chapter 4, verse 7, which says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. If we're going to achieve the goal of holiness, we got to do the work. And so we're going to look back at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, specifically again today, and we're going to look at the work that the Lord calls us to in order to obtain this goal, which is also God's standard, holiness. He says in his word, be holy for thou art holy. And can I just take a moment to give you a personal testimony to tell you this, holiness also equals happiness. Holiness will give you the happiness that you not only are able to obtain in this life, but in the one to come when the Lord Jesus Christ returns for his church. So family, this is important. And I want you to, well, as we read this, and I want you to hear how the Holy Spirit led the Apostle Paul to impress this on the church at this particular time. I want you to hear me as your pastor with the same posture as the Apostle Paul is doing for the church during this time. I want you to hear his passionate plea again. I want you to know that I have the same passionate plea for each and every one of us. That we would be holy like our God and king is holy. So we want to continue to do the work. Because watch this family. Whatever grade that you may have achieved on this walk so far that was good in yesterdays or yesteryears. Listen. It doesn't apply right now. Does it have merit? Is it a part of your testimony that you, that you grab a hold of and lean to? Yes. But that does not mean, watch this, what my teacher was trying to communicate to me, that you put this on cruise control and that you think you have arrived. We'll see this in verse 3, which we won't cover today, but in verse 3 of Romans chapter 12, if you just skim through it right now, it says, listen, man should not think more highly of himself then you ought to. And that's what my teacher was saying to me in a natural sense. Uh, you don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. And I was humbled in that moment. And I didn't even come in thinking I had it all together. But my world got rocked. And it put me to a place of humility where I had to understand I got to continue to do the work. I'm at another level, if you will. And I have to continue with the same discipline and determination uh, that I had in principle one of accounting in principle two. And likewise, I got the same, I got to even develop more of a determination and a motivation 
to work out my salvation with fear and trembling, not only because it's good for my soul, but I also have an evil one, an enemy who's trying to win my soul as well. And he comes to steal, kill and destroy. So it is imperative that I take this seriously. So the utmost importance. So that's my heart. I want you to hear that clearly today. That's my heart for us, that we would be holy for he is holy and we would desire holiness above all things that we would continue to seek ye first the kingdom of God according to Matthew 6 33 and let all the other things that he wants to add to our life let him add them but let us desire him above all these things so here it is Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 I appeal to you therefore brothers by the mercies of God to present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto, unto God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may be able to discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. That's the English Standard Version. Let me read it from the New International Version. Therefore, I urge you, do you hear the apostles plead? Do you hear how passionate he is about this. Do you hear his compassion and care in this moment? Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercies, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. I love the way it reads in the New International Version. Holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. If I want to offer up a title for us, is simply continue to do the work. Continue to do the work. What work specifically, Pastor, are you calling us? Continue to do the work that is presented to us in this holy written, this section of offering yourself or presenting yourself to God as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to him, which is your true and proper worship. Some translations say, which is your reasonable service. In other words, this is the bare, this is the baseline requirement. I want that to sit into our souls right now, to sink in right now and let that minister to us. Um, because my nieces and nephew, uh, my niece and nephews love to challenge me to bring them into a message. Uh, so I'm bringing my uh, uh, nephews and nieces into a message because they love sports analogies and particularly as it relates to basketball. And so Kevin Durant recently came out. We're in basketball season still NBA now college is over. But Kevin Durant recently came out and he said something that uh, most people tend to take challenge with by saying, yeah, I won a championship. Yeah, that's that's all good. But my concern is being the best basketball player I can be to continue to work and put forth the effort to do the best that I possibly can to be the best teammate I can be to be the best player. I can, and I'm paraphrasing his quote to be the best player I can be. And I know if I do that, 
all those other things will come my way. And he said, watch this, now that, I've, now that I have achieved that goal, right, and here, from his perspective, it wasn't as exciting or fulfilling as everybody made it out to be. And that pointed me to something that uh, 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 King Solomon said when he wrote uh, um, Ecclesiastes, when he looked back over his life, and we know he was the richest man that ever walked on the face of this earth. We know that he had wealth untold, unspeakable. And he looks back over his life and he says, all of this is vanity. None of these things have fulfilled me. By the way, all of these other people spoke about it. I've had wealth untold. I've had all of these things in the earth that anybody could ever ask for or even imagine. And none of it fulfilled the true need that my soul was craving for. The true desire that my soul was seeking that can only be found in a relationship with Christ Jesus. So, family, this is important. This is very, very important for us. And I want this to sink in. And so as we look back at the book of Romans again, what I want to point you to and what I want you to understand is one of the main ideas that we get out of this book is this, that the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, this great gift of salvation that he has offered up to us, that he has gifted to us, and that many of us has received, that the gospel is just not the way we begin in Christ. It is also the way that we grow in Christ. It's not just what we uh, 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 receive in order to obtain our salvation, but it's also what we continue to receive and respond to in order to be sanctified, to, to walk in a life that is set apart, that is pleasing and glorifying to him. That's sanctification. We're coming from among them and being separated because he has created us to be a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, a special possession for himself that he created in himself that would be purified through him and for him and that would be zealous to go and do good works in his name for his name. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck continues this message entitled Progress Report.